Rugby Matrix is brought to you by Strike. Check out their new fleet tracking system. It will save you hundreds of dollars a month. Go to strike.com.au. Proud sponsors of Rugger Matrix International. Hello and welcome to Rugger Matrix International on the road and we're at Vizzy Park which is the home of the Melbourne Rebels and of course the Carlton Footy Club, the AFL team for those people overseas and my special guest is a man who took on the Lions in 2001 for the mighty Queensland Reds, Sam Cordingley. G'day Sam. Joe, how are you mate? Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Good to see that too. Nice, uh, well-groomed Sam accordingly. Sam, mate, wonderful to see you. Now, you're the uh, general manager of rugby here at the Rebels. How's that going? Yeah, that's right. It's uh, general manager of rugby is the title. I've been... Uh, I've been in the role for a couple of months now and uh, there's a few few changes that have been going on. We've got a, uh, certainly a, a young squad. We've had a transition of players uh, from a, quite a senior group uh, to, over the last couple of years to what's now going to be uh, what we see as a core group going to be taking our club forward over the next few years. All right, so you've got some decisions to make there. I might ask you a couple of questions before we finish up. But firstly, the Lions have been uh, in town all week. Dramatic loss that first test to the Wallabies. Do you think the Wallabies can bounce back like they did in 2001? Look, I think so. It's uh, history tells us that that's the way it's been going, obviously. But uh, look, I was I was really impressed with the Lions uh, last week. Actually, I think they had a number of uh, decisions that went against them. Uh, but what a great amount of resolve we saw from the Wallabies coming back. Significant injuries. I think we had. Uh, two or three players that were stretched off during the game and uh, you know guys playing out of position emptied the bench I think we had Nick Phipps that came onto the wing at the end of the game and look I thought it was an outstanding effort from the guys but second test uh, look I think it's going to be a very close one my heart says the Wallabies uh, but look I just think the Lions might pip us in this one. It's going to be close. A uh, number of changes, Sam, to both sides. Uh, obviously, a few forced through injury. Uh, Paul, Paul O'Connell is a massive blow, I think, for the uh, the Lions. But change at halfback. So I'm going to ask you about it, being one of the best halfbacks I've seen play the game. Uh, ben Young's good decision, I think it is. Yeah, look, I've, I've found that he actually really has sped up the games when he's come on. He's been outstanding in the performances he's had. The, the game against uh, Queensland, I thought he was the best on the park. Um, we saw what he did when he came off the bench against the Rebels, and he certainly sped up the games, the sped up the tempo, which I think suits the Lions style of game at the moment. The traditionally sides from Norman, Northern Hemisphere are very... Uh, uh, you know, very forward orientated but this side's got a lot of pace out wide as we saw with George North and Tommy Bow that comes into the test side this weekend he's going to be able to set that back line a lot He's an awesome player Tommy Bow In 2001 when you had a chance to play against them with the Reds, what was that like? Can you describe to someone who will never probably get the experience, what was it like to play the Lions? Yeah look it was a, a, such a tradition that comes with this side and such great support and uh, some people don't get the opportunity to play against them it's a once in a generation opportunity and I was lucky enough to pull on uh, the Queensland jersey at the time to play against them and uh, you know look I'll look back and, and and say that that was probably one of the better teams I've ever played against uh, and a real privilege to get to do it uh, you know not many players get that opportunity throughout their career and uh, these guys I'm sure aren't taking that lightly. Well, the other thing about tomorrow night is that it's under the roof at Etihad Stadium, a wonderful place. The Rebels play at um, Amy Park, which is not covered, uh, but the ground can be a bit loose underfoot. There were questions about the surface at Suncorp as well being a bit mm, sort of boggy. Uh, will it play an impact in the game? Are we looking at something happening at scrum time? Or I guess we could say it's the same for both sides. 
Yeah, probably the latter I'd suggest. And guys have just got to bring their long studs, don't they, for these games. But, uh, you know, look, I, I think that's probably the, the, one of the, the, the lesser things that either side are looking at, to be quite honest. They'd, they'd be focusing very much on their own preparation, less around what the ground's going to be doing. But uh, it's a fantastic stadium. Uh, my understanding, I wasn't at the second test, but my understanding was that the atmosphere... Uh, that you know the, the supporters for the Lions almost blew the roof off, so uh, it's going to be a great contest. Uh, the support for the team down there this week, down here this week, there've been lunches, etc. All the players have been dining out and getting a bit of coin. That's good to see. Um, so the atmosphere's been building. Have have you noticed that the Melbourne's got behind the series? Yeah, they certainly have. I mean, Melbourne, at, at the best of times, they get behind any any uh, sporting event. It's a fantastic sporting uh, city, the sporting capital of Australia, and uh, the support's been terrific. But we have seen the integration of a lot of red, a lot of people wearing red jerseys down here. And, uh, uh, you know, look, I mean, they're, they're gonna, there's going to be as much support, I believe, for the Wallabies as there will be for the Lions, and it'll set up for a great contest. This Lions team, is it one of the best units you've ever seen? Look, I think the you know you can't. Uh, I look back to the 2001 Lions team, and they were pretty formidable, also. But I think the way this side's playing is that they've, they've got a lot in their arsenal. They've got a lot of you know, very good kicking game. They've got a very good halves pairing in, in Sexton and uh, Sexton and Youngs this weekend, and, and plenty of pace out wide. But they're, you know their set piece is what's always going to be their strength. They've been terrific at the lineouts and the scrums. Um, the scrum contest on the weekend, it was you know there's probably a bit of parity there, I thought, but uh, you know they'll back themselves against the Wallabies pack in, in the set piece areas. Uh, that combination at halfback, uh, the halfback fly half combination. Uh, Sexton, Les Kiss reckons he's like the top in the top five now of fly halves in the world. Where do you rate Sexton? Yeah, I'd have to say that that's probably accurate. I think he's uh, he's got a very good all-round game. I think he exploited uh, Will Genya's positional play. Uh, Will, Will has a tendency to drop back in a counter-attacking position. Uh, he saw those opportunities to put a few kicks over the top, which they profited on on the weekend. And uh, uh, those sort of abilities, uh, you know, what, what sets the, the good tens apart. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's within a great program over there in Leinster, and now he's gone to a Russing Metro over in France. And I think the value tag that's been put to him would suggest that he is probably one of the top players in the world. Uh, and what about uh, James O'Connor at 10? Um, didn't have a totally happy night there, but uh, I guess at international level, he, he's not that experienced at 10. But uh, given the fact that uh, they were still able to create stuff um, through what Genia did and then get it to Falau, um Robbie Dean's decided to stick with him. Is that a wise move? Look, I think uh, undoubtedly James O'Connor is a fantastic talent. Whether he's the best 10 in the country is up for debate and uh, you know, it seems that everyone's got a different opinion there. Uh, certainly in the first test, as you said, he didn't set the world on fire. Uh, he'll be looking to make amends this weekend and uh, you know, I think he'd be much much better supported with uh, uh, Lilifano outside of him. Obviously, you know, playing outside of Will Genya. Uh, sorry, outside of Wilgenia is a is a you know having the best nine inside of you in the world is a fantastic asset. Uh, so as I said, he'll be well supported this weekend. Uh, whether it's the right decision, I'll leave that up for uh, the selectors who are in the position to make the call. All right, well answered. Uh, what's your battle plan in the coach's box when you see your your, your inside centre go down within 45 seconds? Then the next guy goes down, and then the next guy goes down. I mean, you must have felt for Robbie Deans in that scenario. Yeah, look, I don't think there was, there was planning around it. I don't think you can plan around that kind of thing. Uh, you know, first, as you said, first 30 seconds, your inside centre, who's going to be a goal kicker during the game, is um, playing an integral role, goes down. Uh, and then, you know, you have all those other losses. But uh, as I said, I thought that the Wallabies were fantastic and uh, showed a great amount of resolve in that test match 
to come back. Yeah, you know, what really came down to the last kick of the game, and uh, you know, it shows what a what a, what a great bunch of guys they are. Uh, what are your thoughts on Brian O'Driscoll? I mean, he played in 12 years ago, and I was watching the highlights of that first test of the Gabba, and he absolutely tore Australia apart. But um, he's still uh, he's still got plenty to offer out there in midfield, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Uh, you know, I think that uh, you know his centre partner Davies, I've been really impressed with. I think he's been one of the outstanding players for the Lions on tour so far. Uh, he had a good game against uh, the, the Wallabies last weekend. He'll be looking to step up this weekend. But O'Driscoll just seems to pull the big performances out in the big matches. And you know, you can bet your life that those guys in the in the Lions starting 15, when they look around that dressing room, they're going to want to see Brian O'Driscoll in there, just with his experience and you know, the, you know, the level of player that he is, he's pretty difficult to leave out. Is this going to come down to a play like what Joe Roth did 12 years ago? You know, the intercept, the tide turned after that and the Wallabies uh, got on the front foot. Without doubt, I think that that last series will be mentioned where, you know, the reports were that fatigue kicked in, there was a fair bit of overtraining complaints from the Lions group. I'd imagine that they'll be looking back and thinking we're not going to make the same mistakes again. Uh, whether it comes down to one of those special moments, I think I think that's what happens in a lot of test matches. Uh, you know, whether it's, I think it's going to be something close, something tight, whether it be, you know, a try at the death or a kick at goal at the death that'll, that'll make the, the difference this weekend. I think that's what we'll see. Nathan Gray presenting the jersey is such an um, important moment because uh, the Lions supporters keep reminding me on email about the uh, hit on Richard Hill <laughs> 12 years ago. I mean, uh, they still talk about all that stuff, don't they? Yeah, I think I've seen it a couple of times <laughs> over lunches in the last few days. And uh, look, they're pretty good, the Lions supporters, but they do recognise that uh, there's probably some square ups there. And uh, look, Grazy, uh, that was the sort of player he was. He was a you know a, a real real warrior on the field, and uh, you know didn't leave didn't leave anything on the pitch. And uh, you know it's, it's a it's great that he's got that uh, you know that honour of presenting the jerseys on the weekend. And do you think that the Wallaby 15 uh, with Curtly Beal? After it was extraordinary if it wasn't uh, after a couple of months out, played one club game and then came off the bench and really killed it. Um, let's forgive him for the goal kick. I, I think it was a bit bit rough to ask him to win the game, but mate, back at 15, do you think he's got the goods? Yeah, I do. Look, I think Kirtley's one of those guys. It doesn't matter how long he'd be out of the game. You probably sit him on the sit him on the pine for a couple of months, yeah. and he's got that capacity to bring out those special moments in games. Um, you know, he'll be looking to back up that performance uh, in the in the starting 15 jersey this weekend, I think, and uh, he, he'll be an integral. Uh, you know, he'll perform an integral role in the, in the performance. His kicking game is very good. His positional play is great. Uh, you know, his ability to counter attack, unpredictable, uh, unpredictable when he's playing, and uh, you know, I think we'll see a, a good game from Curly this week. Were you surprised, like many of us, that the IOB decided that they should relook at the James Horwell stomping incident? And after it was cleared, uh, they want to have the hearing again. Look, I've got to say, I was probably a little bit surprised that uh, that he was cleared. To be honest, you know, I think um, you know, I know James hasn't got any malice in him, uh, but there was certainly contact with the head. And uh, but look, you know, I think I was very surprised that it did come up again. Um, you know, I thought that once the decision's made, let's, let's get let's get on with it. You know, we've got a fantastic series. Let's you know, let's move on. Forget about it. Just to bring it back up seems to put, you know, throw a little bit of a hand grenade into a very good series. Yeah, I think that's the question. And then the Lions have denied it. Obviously, someone decided, hey, you've missed this potential storm, but they're denied that they are now pushing it with the IRB. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I think that there's there's probably been a couple of decisions that have been, um, 
couple of decisions in, you know, from the match officials that have been let go of, and you know, and possibly uh, they look back now and suggest that they, you know, um, that maybe a bit of public pressure from them. But you know, I can't really speak on behalf of what the IRB are thinking. But look, he's. Uh, I thought he was pretty lucky to get away with it personally, and but he's on the pitch this weekend, and you know, hopefully for a Wallabies win. I'll tell you what, if they wanted to overhaul all these decisions going back to day dot, there'd be a few one, few of them to do because I think some players have copped a raw deal over the years from the judiciary. Now, quickly, can I just ask you about your role here as um, the general manager of rugby with this side? The Rebels, you've recruited really well, and that's an important part of your job. Yeah. Third amount of my roles revolves around the list management, the side recruitment and retention. Um, we're obviously in a big retention focus at the moment. We we think we've got a, a very good young side that's going to take us forward to what we hope is a, you know a title winning team. And we're hoping to maintain this group for for a number of years into the future. And uh, you know we've got a great amount of support uh, in the business, um, and uh, we're very confident with a guy like Rob Clark staying on and leading the business into the future. That you know there's a fantastic amount of opportunity for the Rebels. We've got a tremendous support down here in Melbourne, um, you know, tremendous community uh, rugby feel and uh, you know, we feel like we're heading in the right direction uh, towards that title. Has everything been smoothed over now after the incident in South Africa? Yeah, look, I think the players got together as a group and, and suggested that, that, you know, that wasn't appropriate, what went on over there, and they all recognised that, uh, you know, they had to make amends. And uh, we've certainly seen that after after the trip and some, you know, really spirited performances against the, against the Waratahs and the Stormers. And, uh, look, I think we can take some of those performances into next year and, you know, be really confident that we're heading in the right direction. I mean, the, you know, in terms of the results this year, um, you know, we've... we've haven't won as many games as we'd hoped, but we are a much younger side, and, and com com comparatively to the last few years, uh, you know, I think that uh, I think we've seen some great improvements. Uh, and you share this facility that uh, you guys can't see, but over there, Vizzy Park with the Carlton Footy Club. What's that like? Yeah, it's great. I mean, there's there's real opportunities to uh, you know for a bit of crossover there. Obviously, the the, the kicking game is uh, very important in both codes. Uh, you know, they're very good, very well organised, and. Uh, a good club to work with. All right, there is Sam Cornerly. Thank you for joining us, and it's been great to see you. I haven't seen you for ages. Good to see you, mate. All right, there is Sam Cornerly, general manager of rugby for the Melbourne Rebels, talking uh, the Brisbane, the British and Irish Lions here in Melbourne. Enjoy the show, and we'll be back tomorrow with a full wrap of the second test. Yeah.